This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. When I watched the show back and I'm hearing the things she's saying about like, I barely know her. I wouldn't say we're friends. I'm like, girl, what? Like since when? Because you were calling me sister and saying you love yeah. me. Like I'm confused. It's always The Bachelorette. I feel like Katie did this. I feel like Anna Brown did this. Like, you know, they're like, hey, I don't care. I don't care what yeah. your is. You guys just need to sit down and let me figure this out. Tasha did the yeah. same thing. Peter should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He should have done a lot of things. Let's take a breath. <sighs> hey, guys. I'm Cindy Litwackle, and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Happy Wednesday, whatever day that you are listening. doesn't matter. Just I am happy that you're here. Um, if you're new, welcome. If you're coming back. Good to see you. Um, today we have Alea on the podcast. And let me tell you, I made sure that I wrote out Alea like 20 times in the acronyms to make sure that I pronounced that right. It's a stunning name, so I wanted to make sure that I got it right. Um, she is from Peter Season. If you don't remember, she was one of the pageant girls. Um, her storyline is that she had that little tiff with Victoria Paul, which ended up getting her sent home. She also had a couple different disagreements in the house, but from talking to her and getting kind of the backstory of what went down when she was in the house, it all makes sense to me why she had such a hard time. Because to be honest, if I was on Peter's season, I don't think I would have had as fun of a time as I did on The Bachelor. One of the best things about the show is getting to know the women and having all the friends that you make. And people think that's weird because we're all dating the same guy. Like, why would we all be friends with each other? And it is weird. I agree. But you form a strong bond with people when you go through life-changing experiences like that show was. And you can have memories that you create that only you guys really truly understand when you were there in the moments and kind of the crazy things that you had to go through. For example, talking with your friends in the sauna to, to figure out who was going to be there at the end or who was the bachelor's favorite because that was the only time that you were ever not on camera or with a microphone attached to your body was whenever you were basically naked. But if you did start talking about stuff and someone heard you, they would make you put a mic back on. So yeah, it's um, it's hard to have secrets in the house, but you find your ways. Alea definitely had some friends from the show, but it's just I felt like Peter's season was kind of rough as far as the arguments and the disagreements go. I think the women tell all for that season is a very telling example of the dynamic of the house. It just felt like there were friendships, but everyone was ready to turn on everyone at any given moment. I don't know. I wasn't there, but that's what it felt like from an outside perspective. So we get a lot of inside perspective on Alea, her time there, why she went on the show, what led to her ultimately being sent home, and then her coming back on to Peter's season, where he let her back in the house after sending her home. Some juicy stuff for sure in this episode. If you're a Bachelor fan, you're going to love it. Um, even if you're not, I think it's always interesting. And Alea has all these other um, aspects of her life that she shares, and I'm excited to sit down with her. I really liked her on her season and I liked her even more from talking to her. Um, my something to share 
today is Nick's birthday. He just turned 30, which would mean that I am a cougar because I am already 30. Um, he hates his birthday, but I love celebrating birthdays. Maybe it's a girl thing, but I just love celebrating people and I love having an excuse to celebrate. Um, we really didn't do much for it, but I took it upon myself to reach out to all of his friends <laughs> Um, to get them to record a video for him. And it actually turned out hilarious. I had everyone submit a video saying either happy birthday, advice for turning 30, and their favorite memory with him. And they they took that and ran with it. I mean, one of our one of his groups of friends got him a video from Jerry Springer. Was he a fan of Jerry Springer? Not really, but why not have a video of Jerry Springer when you can have a video from anyone? Make it Jerry Springer. Um, it's super cute. It was hilarious watching him react to it. And then all of his friends and his family sent videos. Well, most of them, I had to like heckle a lot of his friends to get that turned in. Um, and I also, I also had to teach people that when you're sending videos via text, you heard it here first, guys, make sure that you are filming it in 4K, not HD, because when you film it in HD and you text it, it's going to show up on your phone small. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you have an Android, if you send it via Instagram DM, it'll show up regular. These are the tricks of the trade, let me tell you. Um, I also found that people really don't under- understand the concept of horizontal, which is funny to me. So I had to keep reiterating horizontal means your phone is sideways, not upright. Um, I still got wrong submissions, but it's okay because it came together and it was super cute and he loved it and I got emotional watching him watch it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we were celebrating his birthday. I'm actually surrounded by all of our suitcases right now because we are traveling tomorrow to Denver to celebrate my friend's wedding that was supposed to happen last year. So I'm super excited about that. And then my parents and I are going to turn that into a little trip. We're going to travel around Denver a little bit, um, see some sights, go um, hike a couple mountains. We're going to go to Ben Higgins restaurant. That is very good. If you're ever in Denver, go to Oshkara. It's delicious. But yeah, so I guess my something to share is enjoy the little moments that you have with people. Um, Know that No matter what, the most important people in your life are the ones that you love and care for, whether they're close or far away. Thank God for technology because we can all connect in a drop of an instant. So don't forget to call your mom, call your friends, um, and just reach out to people. Even if it's been a while, it's never too late to reconnect with people that you care about and love. So yeah, just shoot some text. And I highly recommend getting your significant other or just your friends to all send you videos saying how much they love you on your birthday and their favorite memory with you because that was a really good time. So yeah, I think that's all I have for today. Kind of a random thought, but I wanted to get this down for you guys before I left town and I'll share some more when I get back from our trip. Other than that, some of you reached out about the Sarah Nicole episode from last week and said that it touched you and that means the world to me. I think that if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and listen to that episode with Sarah Nicole from the Birds of Paya. She is incredible. Um, It touched a lot of my friends, especially that have kids or have experienced the joy and the beauty of motherhood and having a baby and all the stuff that comes with it. I just think that she's an incredible force and she's so inspirational and has so much to share, as does Alea today. So that's all I have for today. Um, Definitely enjoy this episode with Alea. If you guys, as always, I love when you tag us, when you repost on social media, you can tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram or myself, Sydney Latwako. Before you go, if you feel inclined, definitely leave a five-star review because I love to read them. They make my day and it just helps me to continue to grow this podcast, this community, and these messages out 
further and further to the people that need to hear it. If you guys ever have questions or guests that you want to submit, send them my way. I am always loving to hear your input or your thoughts or all that stuff. Also, the episode with Nick will be coming out soonish. I'm gathering some scenarios from you guys. So if you have some things that you're going through or certain specific scenarios you want us to talk about on the podcast, DM them to me so I can include them. That's it. Enjoy this episode with Alea, guys. I want to just kind of jump into things. Um, I ask everyone this question and it's like our first little segments. As a show and tell, I always ask someone to bring something from their nightstand, surprising with an interesting backstory. So what did you bring for us? My little nightstand thing is a flashlight. And most people would think like a flashlight because you're scared of the dark or whatever. Like safety. For me, I have, right, like something normal, right? But I have the flashlight in my nightstand because I have pet sugar gliders. Mm-hmm. And with the sugar gliders being nocturnal animals, um, every now and again, they'll get really rowdy at night. So people don't realize this, but sugar gliders actually bark like a dog when they're irritated or when they're wanting attention. So, I mean, they'll wake you up at like two or three in the morning barking oh my God. <laughs> uh, because they want something. <laughs> and the only thing that I've found that makes them calm down and go back to sleep or stop barking is light. And so I have the flashlight. So from, I don't have to get out of bed. I can just stay laying in bed and shine the flashlight <laughs> at their cage. And they'll go back to bed. That is so weird. Um, to think yeah. about, because I, I just imagine someone watching from the street and just seeing like a flashlight. Going around in your bedroom and thinking someone was like burgling your apartment. Right. Yeah. I never thought of that, but that's just like, I'm just laying in bed, like, okay, shut up, go to sleep. What? I don't even know what a sugar glider is, to be honest. I'm going to have to just get a visual real real quick. They're really cute little flying squirrel. Yeah. They have like big eyes. Yes. They have these huge black eyes. They're real tiny. They're like the size of the palm of my hand. So they're real cute. I have two. Um, they're almost four. Wow. So they live for freaking ever. What made you want to get those? <laughs> they were just so cute. Yeah. Um, so full disclosure, my mom and sister bought one at like a county fair. They had the whole presentation. They couldn't resist. They bought one. And then I got home and they were like, oh, this is what we got. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the guy tried to sell us two because apparently they do better in pairs, but we just bought the one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, no, if they do better in pairs, like we did research. I was like, I'll buy the second one. So we had two. Well, then my sister went off to college and she couldn't take the sugars. My mom has three dogs, mm-hmm. so she couldn't take the sugars. So they ended up. Now you're the mom. Being their, I'm their mother. What now. do they? So, I have all kinds of questions here. What do they eat? So they have, um, they have like their own special food that okay. I have to order on. And it comes, but they're so the name sugar glider comes from the fact that they need a lot of sugar. Oh, um, so like, things, yeah, exactly. They got a little sweet tooth, <laughs> so you get a lot of fruits. Like, I give oh. them raspberry, apples, so a lot of natural sugars. They have little treats that are like little yogurt drops. Cute, so, yeah, they're they're interesting little creatures for sure. Okay, good. I was like worried that you were feeding them bugs and then you'd have to. Oh, oh. No, I, there was a while where I would give them some mealworms because they love them, but I just never ordered anymore. Oh my God. Last question on that. What are their names? Violet and Olivia. Cute. So Mm -hmm. proper. (laughs) 
Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. And it's it's a bonus having a flashlight next to your bed because you never know in a case of emergency, you got to always have a flashlight, as my mom would say. Just always keep it by your bed. Perfect. Amazing. Um, besides that, anything that you've been thinking about lately or going through that you want to share that's kind of been on your heart? Or mind? Um, well, I've been super like overwhelmed lately because I, so some people know this, not everybody seems to, but I'm still in school. So I was very much the type of person that I was always working a full-time job while trying to kind of chip away at school while still saying yes to all like the big cool opportunities in life, yeah. i.e. bachelor. Yeah. So like I took a year off of school for that. I took a year off for Miss Texas. So I'm still in college, still mm. towards my degree. And I just registered for classes yesterday, which is always super stressful yeah. trying to coordinate my work schedule and my school schedule. And I have a puppy and trying to figure out what to do with him. So just been really stressed about all that, but yeah. it's like a good type of stress. It's like, I know each semester I'm getting closer to graduating. Mm -hmm. So it's like positive stress, but it's still overwhelming nonetheless. Oh yeah. I mean, you couldn't pay me to do homework again. Like it's so hard. Rough. And then we've been doing like with COVID we've been doing all online classes and this semester they're finally switching back to in-person worse for like somebody like me. Cause I'm basically going to be going to class on my lunch break. So like I'll leave work, go to class and then come back to work. Yeah. And I commend you on that because you could have had all of those experiences like Miss Texas, The Bachelor, and think, oh, I don't need school. I don't need to go back to that. I can make money on Instagram. I can do this. I <laughs> commend you for even going back because it's a hard thing to do, especially like right after the show. I'm sure there's things going on. I know you guys had COVID right after, so you guys were kind of a special case, but it's hard to do. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's lo- There's been lots of times that I've wanted to just say, no, I'm done. Yeah. But if I'm being totally honest, all I do is I look at how like far in debt I am mm-hmm. from all the student loans. And I'm like, all right, that like 20 grand has to be worth something. Yeah. I can't just burn that money for no reason. That makes sense. Um, what are you going to school for? So I'm an English major. Okay. Uh, honestly, when I first started that degree, I wanted to be an English professor. That was kind of the goal. But at this point, it's just like, okay, I need to finish. I need to get my degree and then I'll figure out what the heck to do with yeah. it. Well, that's exciting. Um, you have what, two more years left, you said? Or? Um, I, at the pace Depends. that I'm going, probably like a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. I take two or three classes a semester. Okay. So that I insane. Makes sense. Well, good luck to you. I kind of want to get into all of the questions I have for you. First, I wanted to start before bachelor because I'm actually very fascinated. I grew up dancing mm-hmm. and it was a very like tight, small worlds. Everyone kind of knew each other. And I know you came from pageants. That was kind of your storyline on storyline on the show. So can you just like tell me the dynamic of pageants? Because my season we had Hannah and Kaylin. Oh yeah. And the big yeah, the big storyline was like the pageant girls and the fights beforehand. And then what's funny with Peter season, it seemed like that was a similar storyline. Yeah. So what is the pageant world like? Is it what people think it's like? Like what is just explain this world to me, please? I talk to people all the time that have absolutely no clue about pageants whatsoever. And all they know is the small snippet that you see on TV, right? I have talked to people that have since then gone and like judged pageants. Like I can't remember who it was, but I was talking to a guy and he had judged a pageant. And afterwards he was like, I have like a whole newfound respect for girls that do pageants. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Tell me about that. Basically what people don't seem to realize when it goes into pageants is 
there's this whole interview process that happens off camera. And that's when you really get to like the deep and nitty gritty of the contestant. And you learn more about them and their platforms and what they stand for and where they come from and who they are as a person, not just, you know, the, the superficial facial side of things that you see on TV. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure, there is some, I mean, they're called beauty pageants for a reason. They do want to have the most beautiful in the judge's eyes, the most well put together uh, person to represent the organization, but there's so much like work that goes into it. So when I was Miss Texas and I was training for Miss USA, I would do like two days. I would wake up at 5 a.m., do fasted cardio while listening to the news, go to work, get off work, go do weight training, go do interview training go practice my walk, like put my heels on, walk down a hallway time and time again, practice posing, practice poise um, every day. Like I never took a break all the way leading up to the pageant. Uh, and then once you win, you have a whole year of service. Like it's not like you just do glamorous red carpet events and photo shoots. And it's it's not all superficial. You yeah. spend a year doing community service work and volunteering and, you know, building uh voices for different organizations like that's Mm. the biggest purpose of pageants is to be a spokesperson not necessarily just a pretty face that I think yeah that's the thing that people easily forget is that there's that whole other side to it that you are essentially a voice to a certain platform that you're representing or you're more than a pretty face which I can definitely appreciate did you have a platform that you kind of yeah. Ran on? Is that yeah. what you would describe it uh, as? Or like I would say ran on's pretty good. <laughs> um, so my platform specifically was called Read the Way. And um, so I'm dyslexic. I'm an English major. Mm-hmm. Uh, English reading, mm. writing is all very prevalent in my life. So Read the Way was basically my way of connecting with kids and students and adults too. Um, but explaining mm-hmm. the benefits behind reading, like, okay, yeah, you go to school, you take English class, but why? Like we know how to speak English what's the purpose behind it and then challenging kids to read more often and talking to kids that maybe have a similar learning disability where reading is especially difficult for them and encouraging them like okay don't see it as a negative disability see it as an opportunity to prove that you're no different or prove to yourself that you're capable of doing these things regardless or kind of give Mm -hmm. them different coping mechanisms to deal with that and feeling like they're struggling at school. So that was like my big thing through my year. Um, but everybody, I mean, any pageant girl you talk to will have something different, which is kind of cool. So yeah. And I like that you can represent that too, for people. Cause you would never think someone that is as well-spoken as you, as like an English major would have something like that, that they had to kind of overcome, which I think is really amazing. So <laughs> congratulations on being able to represent that. That's I'm sure not, wasn't easy for you to kind of get to that yeah. place. No, it was, it was hard, especially going through school because I didn't get diagnosed with dyslexia until high school. So it was like, I had no mm-hmm. idea why in my mind I was so stupid. I'm like, I can't spell to save my life and I'm reading this wrong. Yeah. And like, I sucked at math. Math is like a huge uh, struggle mm-hmm. for people with dyslexia because all the numbers look the freaking same half the time. Wow. So, yeah. I didn't think of it like yeah. that. Interesting. A couple more things on the pageant world. Like you talked about the training process and like the fasted cardio, and I'm sure you had a very intense like Mm -hmm. regimen around that process. And I've actually had this conversation kind of a lot lately. And like, I was thinking about it myself coming from a dance background and success and 
being successful and getting jobs was based on yes, performance, yes, uh, talent, but also on like your appearance and the, your body type essentially. So I'm wondering like how now post pageants and post coming out of that world, like how do you view that? Have you ever struggled with changing your mindset around your body? Cause I've, I've dealt with those struggles myself. So I'm just kind of wondering like what your experience like was from the pageant. Oh world. yeah. No, for sure. I struggled with body dysmorphia so much coming out of the pageant world. Cause it, I mean, I remember winning Miss Texas and still having people that kind of like bachelor, there's a lot of little forms where people will go kind of like Reddit, but for pageants, um, uh-huh. and they'll go and they'll anonymously talk about contestants or talk about the winner. And so, uh, me being young and naive went and was reading them. And I had so many mm-hmm. people saying like, she needs to lose weight before Miss USA. She's still too big. She needs more definition. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mind you at that point of my life, I'm like 22, I'm like mm-hmm. 21, 22. And I weigh like 125 pounds. Like I, I'm pretty freaking skinny. I'm a size. You're tiny. Yeah, I'm like how much more weight You're small. Lose? Um, yeah. But still people were telling me that I needed to lose weight. Yeah. And so leading up to Miss USA. I mean, I look at my pictures from Miss USA now and I have, I'm like a little stick. Like I have no boob, but mm-hmm. I have hardly any fat on my body. Like I am mm-hmm. tiny, like and not in a good way. Like I'm tiny. Yeah. Um, but coming out of pageant world, I've talked to some of my other uh, sister queens about it, the other girls I competed with. And like, we all struggled with it really hard because it's mm-hmm. so hard for your um, physique to be perfect. And it's not healthy. It's just not healthy to continue that. That's not something that lifelong is manageable. You can't be doing yeah. two a days every single day and eating yeah. out carbs after 3 p.m. and the yeah. supplements and doing the things like it kind of like bodybuilding, like bodybuilders mm-hmm. are not going to keep their stage ready physique a hundred percent of the time. Uh, yeah. Pageant girls are never going to stay that skinny. So I'm like a size, I think I'm like a size four or a size six. Now I weigh like 150 pounds mm-hmm. still. Is it bad? <laughs> I no, recently um, kind of came to terms with the fact that like, no, I, I'm happy with the way my body looks. I'm more focused on like how healthy I feel, the energy that I have, how much weight can I move? How, what's my stamina look like versus, okay, I need to weigh 130 pounds. I need to be a size two. I need to have a six pack abs all the time. So it was freaking rough. Like there was a lot of mental yeah. breakdowns when I wasn't able to fit into my pageant clothes anymore. I was like, I love this dress. I love this outfit. Um, and it doesn't fit. And that gets kind of depressing. Um, but after a while I've kind of come to terms with, especially nowadays, I feel like being healthy versus being skinny is more, um, more popular. I feel like we're doing more yeah. of that online, which is awesome. And that's definitely helped with my mindset towards it is it's like, are you healthy? Awesome. That's, that's all that matters. So. I love that. And I know that was definitely a process because I've gone through a similar process of that where it's like, is it necessary to be working out twice a day? Is it necessary to be forcing myself into things when I have no energy to do them? Does it matter that I'm not wearing the same clothes from high school? No. (laughs) like It's just things that you kind of have to rework for yourself. And it's nice that you had a little bit of community around uh, the girls from your pageants as well that that have gone through that. Because I think that's 
huge. And the fact that you're, you're right, like looking around social media now, it is a little bit shifted. It's never going to be perfect as far as like, we're all going to be accepting of everyone, but I think it's definitely made some good shifts in the right direction. So it's, it makes me feel good to hear from your side and that you've been able to kind of work through that time of your life. And you're in a, it seems like a healthy Yeah, I feel And you look amazing. (laughs) I feel like I have a better, uh, healthier relationship with my with my body now than I used to. And it's like le- less headspace can be put to all of that. No kidding. I'm, I have uh, people every now and again will DM me and they're like, what's your diet regimen? I'm like, dude, I have pizza rolls like on rotation in my because yeah. I just, I work out every day. I'm still like active, but I eat what I want because mm-hmm. I mean, life's too short. I, yeah. Just eat it. Who cares? Yeah. I love it. Let's get into Bachelor a little bit because everyone wants to know those things <laughs> and I'm interested to hear your own experience. Um, first, before we jump into like your actual time there, like why did you specifically want to go on the show? Because I know everyone kind of has different reasons. They're in different places in their life. Like what was your, who were you at the time before The Bachelor and why did you want to go on the so show? So I had always really been I guess, enthralled with The Bachelor and how romantic everything seemed. Like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. the most over-the-top type of romance on that. The dates yeah. are so extravagant. The love is so passionate. It's just so much. Mm-hmm. So I had always kind of admired that aspect of the show. Um, and I had watched Hannah's season, and I thought Peter was really cute. I thought he was like a really mm-hmm. cute, sweet, wholesome guy. Uh, yeah. And so I knew around casting time that The Bachelor was either going to be Peter or Mike. It was kind of the buzz at that time. Um, To be honest, my mom nominated me. I was with her. She nominated me after we had had one too many uh, margaritas. Uh, I'm just going to do it. I was like, Mom, no, you're not. She's like, I'm going to do it. And so she did. Um, So that's how I ended up getting the call. Um, They wanted me to come to like an in-person casting. And it, it was just like, all in all, I was like, there's no way I'm going to end up on the show. There's no way. Like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. Like that really weird, like any day they're just going to stop calling me and then they do. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was just kind of, how old was I? I was 22 or 23 right mm-hmm. after I had finished the pageant thing. And mm-hmm. I was just ready, ready to find somebody yeah. that like I clicked with. And I was like the bachelor, at least going into it, you know, the person that you're dating on the other end in theory should also be ready to settle down and get married. Like that's the whole premise of the show. You would think. Yeah. Right. So, um, I had just gotten out of a relationship, uh, like, I don't know, a month or two prior to my mom nominating me and thing, mm-hmm. we just weren't seeing eye to eye on our future and like the way in which it should progress. So I was yeah. like, well, go big or go home. Like, what do I have to lose at this point? So that's how I, uh, ended up in this crazy world. I love a, I love an intro story to how you went on the show. And I love that your mom did it for you. <laughs> My mom was, was she, supportive. Yeah. Was she like a stage mom at all being like a pageant mom or was she just kind of like wanted she, to see? Yeah. She was very much like a momager. She was whatever I needed her to be. So it was awesome. like pageants. She would be, uh, like my coach, she would be my um, my mock judge during interview training. She would be my chauffeur to events. Like she she was very hands on during the pageant experience. So mm-hmm. like Bachelor, when I left for filming, was really hard for her because she had yeah. no communication, no idea what's happening. So yeah. 
it sounds like you guys are very close, which I love. But yeah, I'm sure that was difficult because she couldn't like help you. Yeah. I remember my mom flew to, <laughs> yeah. my mom flew to New York to help me pick out my outfits because I just like needed my mom there. Yeah. So. <laughs> I remember coming home from filming and her being like, I've been reading all of the bachelor boards and all the spoilers and yeah. after this. And I was like, oh my God, mother. Okay. So then talk to me about, I guess the biggest storyline obviously with you was the whole Victoria Paul situation and how you guys were like friends before, but then she said you weren't friends. Like what was your friendship like before the show and how did that kind of play out? Victoria and I met because of pageant. So we actually went to the same hairdresser, which is weird. She's in Louisiana and I'm in Texas, but we have like a good hairdresser. I'm assuming he was a good hairdresser and he yeah. was in Houston. So it was like kind of a halfway point anyways. Um, so it wasn't too far from where she was living, mm-hmm. but we, um, I remember going to him after she had gotten crowned and being like, I just think she's so cute. Like, I feel like her and I would really get along. And he was like, yes, mm-hmm. I love her. Like, here's her uh, number. Just hit her up. So okay. I said, and we had kind of started DMing on Instagram and chatting a little bit here and there. Um, and then one day we were like, we should do like a girl's trip with yeah. and invite the other girls. So she and I started planning this trip to Vegas together and invited the other girls along for it. And obviously we all went to Vegas. It was like me, her and um, six other girls, I think. Mm-hmm. A small group of so us. Fun. We had two rooms, but they were like the type of rooms that connected in the middle. So we left the door open to make it like feel like one big room. Super fun, yes. Yeah, it was a super fun trip. Um, the girls from that trip all had a group text. And so we kind of all ended up just chatting through that. And then Miss USA came and went. So we weren't like, like I would never say we were like best friends or anything. We didn't talk every yeah. single day. We didn't hang out. Um, there was a lot of plans being made that always fell through. Like mm-hmm. anytime she was in Houston, she's like, I'm coming to Houston. And I'd be like, cool, I can or can't come. Yeah. And the time I could come we just never were able to connect so but we talked I mean Mm -hmm. I talked to her when I went through my breakup she talked to me when she went through hers like I felt like we were pretty good friends yeah and so that same hairdresser was kind of the reason we found out about Bachelor Uh, the hairdresser yeah he's in the middle of all of us he's just like stirring the pot he's like watching the show later like "Mm, I might have done this (laughs) that might have been me Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that was kind of how we got into communication, like about Bachelor. Uh, she had gone to him to get her hair done for casting. I had done the same thing. And he, I guess, told her because she called me and told mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. so this was like, this was prior to signing any of the NDAs. So we were yeah. like, hey. scary, scary NDAs. Yes. <laughs> They're so <laughs> scary. They're very intense. Yes. And she's like, hey, I'll keep you updated. I'm like, sweet, I'll keep you updated. Um, so we just kind of kept each other in the loop as we went through casting. Well, um, I mean, we talked, we talked a lot leading up enough to be, to not deny ever knowing you. (laughs) You're right. Enough to be able to say we're friends. Like I I would qualify that as a friendship. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would, I would say that. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's a huge reason why when I watched the show back and I'm hearing the things she's saying about like, I barely know her. I wouldn't say we're friends. I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> like since when? Cause you were calling me sister and saying you loved yeah. me. Like I'm confused. And at one point, didn't she maybe not want to go on the show when you were like at first bachelor told you that you were not casted. Yeah. And yeah. She originally was like, Oh, I don't want to go if you're not going. Yeah. That to me is a friend. Right. Yeah. I had that weird situation where I was in school. 
Um, and it was like a week before the semester started, I needed to buy textbooks and stuff. Um, and, or no, it was like the first day of classes and, mm-hmm. you know, the first, yeah, cause it's around August. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to know, like, I'm either going to buy my textbooks. Like I've already paid tuition. I need to know if I'm doing this or not. So yeah. I call producers. She had already gotten the call that she was on and told me. I call producers and I'm like, hey, I just like, I'm so sorry. I know that you guys have your own timeline, but I just need to know for school. Like Mm -hmm. if it's a no, Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue with school. If it is a yes, I need to figure out how the heck to get my money back. And they told me no. They were like, sorry, we decided not to use you this season. Like, um, you know, maybe we'll consider you in the future. I was like, no problem. Cool. So I go about my life and I'm like, I'm good. Uh, I call her. I tell her, I'm like, okay, boo, it's all you. Like if you need to borrow anything, let me know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there was a period where she was like, well, if you're not doing it, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I mean, I think you should. Like, mm-hmm. I think this will be a great opportunity for you. You could find the love of your life. If not, yeah. like, it's a cool experience. Yeah. Like, you don't want to call them and tell them no, just because I'm not going. You'll make friends. Yeah. We'll be great. Like, there's a lot of opportunity in this experience. Mm-hmm. So finally, she says she's going to do it. And I get a call 24 hours later that they're like, sorry, that was a mix up. Like, we definitely want you on the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so I'm on the show now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's I'm like, if you're not going to do the show, if I'm not going, then wouldn't that that would justify to me as like we're really good friends? Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> but maybe everyone has different definitions of friendship. Did you ever talk about each other in interviews? That like knowing each other? Or? Um, so they never asked me about our prior yeah. relationship. So she could have maybe, and that's. Right. Yeah. I don't know what her, um, ITMs were like. I don't know what her conversations yeah. were like. Clearly post show, our relationship was pretty strange. So I didn't. Yeah. You didn't get to hash that. it out later. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but no, they didn't really ask me from what I remember. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get very many questions. And I remember being very upfront about like her and I's relationship. I mean, when, we both walked into the mansion night one. The first thing I did was go up and hug her. As you so, would to a friend in a new situation anytime. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I was, I mean, it's not like I ever was like, no, I don't, I don't know her. Like, nice to meet you type yeah. of thing. She was the first person I hugged on night one and was like, yeah, we know each other. It's so weird to right. me. So then where was your dynamic in the house? Were you guys like friendly? Did you kind of go? Yeah. Okay. So you were friends. It just doesn't make yeah. sense to me. <laughs> Um, I mean, of course, I didn't want to stay glued to her side. Yeah, and vice versa. Like, I wanted to meet new people and build relationships with the other girls in the houses or the house. Um, but it's not like sh- we avoided each other or we didn't talk. Yeah, or- you're living in close quarters. It's hard not to. Right. Talk. Yeah. So, I mean, we had a like relationship still. Yeah. There was plenty of opportunity for her to express her concerns about maybe my intentions mm-hmm. point in to time. you like a yeah before going <laughs> to other people yes exactly so then I'm wondering when was there was there like a shift for you in the house because there started being like you had the little tiff with Sydney at one point and then uh-huh. Victoria chimed in and eventually it was Victoria F after you had come back so like was there a yeah. dynamic shift in the house between your relationships with the other girls did you notice anything or was it all kind of like out of left field for you so I will say this about myself I am very oblivious like, Good. I, I won't deny that I'm so oblivious 
So I know the day before kind of everything hit the fan mm-hmm. uh, was kind of the day that I started to really get comfortable in the house. You know, there's, there's that yeah. day that finally you're like, okay, I'm here. I know you guys, we're all living together. You're comfortable. And so I took advantage of that, like 24 hour bow they had. I was feeling good, feeling comfortable. Um, that was kind of my drunk Alea night that got shown where in the show, the dynamic shifts. So at that point, I still hadn't felt anything. I was feeling really good, really comfortable. It wasn't until after the pillow fight, like literally the evening portion of the date where Sydney kind of started asking me a lot of questions. Yeah. Even then I still hadn't like, I was giving the benefit of the doubt in my head. I was like, well, maybe she's just genuinely curious and trying to start conversation with me. Mm-hmm. I should have known better, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't until all of that happened that I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. And after that, um, you know, you get home and now you're kind of the center of the drama. And so the house is kind of tiptoeing around you, mm-hmm. you know? So they don't want to get sucked that, into it. <laughs> yes, they don't want to pick sides. So they're just kind of like yeah. staying disconnected. So I know after that, it kind of got a little weird yeah. for me. It got significantly harder because I was like okay I don't know what to do now mm-hmm. like I felt like every person I talked to that was the topic of conversation I was either defending myself or explaining my side or somebody was mad at me because I ruined the date and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't do that sucks when that happens because it always is like one person, every drama period. Like there's a, once that thing is over, then we move on to the next person. It was you for a while. And it's sometimes what I've noticed, it's so easy to become that person. One, because one little thing happens and we just blow it up or two, because everyone just kind of points their finger at one person. And that's kind of what I'm wondering if Victoria was like going along with the dynamic of the house when Sydney was yeah. having having problems with you and was like, oh, I'm going to throw my hat here and I'm going to add to yeah. this situation. Like, what do you think her reasoning, if you could come up with one, why she would kind of turn against you to Peter? So really the only thing that I could logically think of that would make any sense in the world, and I told Peter this, Peter was literally going around asking girls their opinion of me on a rose ceremony day. Mm. It's a cocktail party. It's a rose ceremony day. And you're going to go around. The girls clearly know you have doubts about one person and you're going to go ask their opinion. Nobody's going to come up to you and be like, she's great. She's wonderful. You should keep her. We all love her so yeah. much. Like you're competing, throwing blood to the sharks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If they see an opportunity to send somebody home, then heck yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I can see where she's coming from. She's a little sketchy. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was the fact. I don't know if it was like uh, she was trying to detach herself from mm-hmm. me since I was drama. So she was like, oh, I barely know her. Like we we barely yeah. know each other. I don't know her very well, mm-hmm. you know? Weird strategy, but I can see where that could have led to that. And I don't even know. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, we're, just, we're just assuming here. But I also don't like that Peter did that. I don't like that he was couldn't make up his own mind on you and what his experiences were with you. And he had to ask everyone else. And I think that was his downfall pretty much all the season was yeah. that he couldn't make up his damn mind. Yeah. <laughs> he still can't. God. He still can't. Yeah. So I think, I mean, after all of that, we all know that there was definitely other factors at play. Oh, yeah. Than just that situation. It but. was so frustrating, too, because I remember, like, 
uh, he and I would talk through the problem and yeah. come back to being like, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to trust you and don't mm-hmm. mess this up. But then he would go ask the girls questions about me and then he would change his <laughs> mind. Like yeah. we literally, I felt like we kept working through the same problem and I'm like, dude, so frustrating. What the hell? Like make it, are you mad at me or are you not mad at me? Cause yeah. don't fix the problem. It was like after, at the cocktail party, after the pillow fight, when it all started, we worked through the problem, but then he yeah. didn't need the group date Rose. But then mm-hmm. at the pool party, he's still all Solomon. I'm like, we just worked through this. Then he talks to Sydney again. Then he and I work through yeah. the problem. Then he's asking the whole house about me. And I'm like, why? What's okay. going on? Yeah. So that's, I think, the problem when the lead is wishy washy like that. Like, I think yeah. if you, if he had done it differently and decided he was okay with you and just kind of stuck to his guns and just made everyone fall in line from there, yeah. it would have been better. But I think there was like an anarchy happening amongst the house because Peter. Was easily walked all over by all the women. They noticed a moment of weakness, and they're yeah. like, "We can do this." Yeah, let's it's just like, let's like, take charge. Yeah, I, know why. I always feel like it's the bachelorettes that like they are they they put their damn foot down with these guys. Yeah, like Smart. if they like a guy in the house is trying to overthrow that person, the, it's always the bachelorette. I feel like Katie did this. I feel like Hannah Brown did this. Like, yeah. they're like, "Hey." I don't care. I don't care what your opinion is. You guys just need to sit down and let me figure this out. Taysha did the same thing. Like, it's just, Peter should have done that. Yeah. He should have done a lot of things, but here we are. Here we are. Um, Talk me through a little bit when you went home, because that is the craziest experience when you get sent home and your bubble is, the bubble is burst. The world you're in is (laughs) no longer there. Like, what was your leaving like, and then coming back. Cause I know that was an interesting case. So yeah. talk me through that a little bit. It was super weird. So I wasn't think the, the drama had all happened so quickly. I mean, it was all yeah. in a 24 hour period. I did not think that he was going to send me home that quickly. I thought that maybe he would let me stay and then give it a week to kind of figure things out or work through the kinks. And then I, maybe I would go home the next row ceremony, but no, I go home. Pretty instantaneously. And so I remember telling him, like, I'm not mad, but I'm very disappointed. Such a Mm -hmm. mom to say, but I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Uh I'm like, it's one thing, because I had always told myself I wasn't going to be upset if I got sent home because it just meant he didn't see a future with me, which is okay. Yeah. You can't force somebody to reciprocate feelings. But I felt like I was going home because of other people's opinion of me, not his feelings towards me or his opinion of me. It was mm-hmm. all these people were telling him this. And so he was like, okay, bye. Um, so going home was hard. And I, I mean, people ask me this all the time. I physically went home. Like I was back home in my bedroom in San Antonio. I was yeah. home home. And so yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, God, I like, I'm really disappointed. I'm talking with my mom about it. And I'm like, I don't know. I really liked him. I felt like we had this great connection and like, I'm just really disappointed that's how our story ended. And she's like, uh-huh. why does it have to be over? And I'm like, mother, because I'm at home. Like, I'm, I didn't get a rose. I'm home. That's how this works. Yeah. And she goes, no, just call the producers. They've done crazy things. Like, call it. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So I did and explained my side of the story, um, kind of explained my thoughts, my feelings, and my intentions, and uh, talked to Chris Harrison. And they were like, all right, we'll give you a chance to – like, if you want to book your own flight, this is where they are. They are. They're in Ohio. Um, 
we'll let you talk to Peter, but there's no promises anything's going to happen. Like, we might not even want to talk to you, but we'll give you the chance. Mm. I was like, okay. <laughs> no. I, I had to reimburse you for said flight, but. <laughs> they did eventually. They did eventually. Okay. But yeah, it was, uh, I mean, and it was expensive because I was flying out like 12 hours later. Yeah. So, like same day flight. Wow. But my, my thought process in going back, it, it was basically to give Peter the whole story. Like, you know, you had gotten Victoria P's side of our relationship, which in my mind at the time, and even watching it back, I still feel this way. That conversation was ultimately like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like that was the last bit of it. So I wanted to give him my side of the story and kind of how that relationship came to be. And why she would say that I asked her to lie about our relationship. Cause that was one of his big red flag, which makes total sense. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to explain like, no, that's not, that's not true. That's not accurate. Um, uh, <laughs> and then let him decide from there. Like if he mm-hmm. heard all of that and still was like, yeah, no, you're still not it. Like you should go. Okay. At, le- at least then I tried. Yeah. Um, which it, I had gone fully anticipating that to be the outcome. I was like, he's mm-hmm. either not going to want to talk to me or he's going to hear me out and still send me home. Clearly that wasn't the case, but that was a, that was an interesting like couple days. You've gone home, you've been let go and then you come back and then he lets you in and then he gives you the rose. Like I can only, yeah. like he was, that was another decision where he <laughs> should have, like he should have gone to the girls and been like, I want her to be here. Suck it up. I want to hear your bullshit. But he didn't. He kind of let everyone form their own opinions. And then they, again, attacked. (laughs) Freaking. And when he gave me the rose for that date, I was even like, why are you doing this? Like, I appreciated the gesture. And you're going to say no. Like, a lot of people gave me heat. They're like, why would she accept the rose? And I'm like, you're not going to say no. (laughs) Like, you don't say no to that. Yeah. You you always say yes when – when that it's question a, comes to security too, of you staying another week to pursue this relationship. Right. And in my mind too, like at that point, all of these girls were the reason that I had gone home. So yeah, care if they were mad, like I'm going to take it. Did you go into it then knowing like, Oh, everyone can be out to get me. I need to yeah. just have my guard up a little bit. Did you have your guard up when you got back? Uh, no, cause I'm, <laughs> you <should have> been. <laughs> I have learned a lot from that experience. Yeah. And, uh, that is one thing that I have learned because no, I, you know, I come back, Peter and I have the conversation, Victoria P is involved in it. And one thing leads to another, he asks me to stay, I get the rose. Um, and clearly the girls aren't like jumping up and down to see me. There's maybe yeah. like two girls that I had good relationships in the house with that were genuinely excited that I was back. Uh-huh. Uh, And the other girls, I had so many people come up to me afterwards and they're like, I'm not mad about you being back. Like, it's not personal. It's the fact that there is one more person in my relationship. And I was like, that's valid. That makes total sense. So I should have definitely kept my guard up. And I wasn't as social coming back. Like, I definitely kept myself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was that whole instance of the girls asking me, like, what happened? Are you home? And me asking them to catch me up and, mm-hmm. and it just word vomiting everything that I already knew because yeah. of Reddit. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot. <laughs> I thought I knew everything then. Nothing yeah. to catch me up on because Reddit knows all somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is. It wasn't until after I kind of word vomited that I was like, oh, yeah. shit. You knew the Victoria and Chase Rice thing. And then did you know all the stuff that happened kind of at the end where they already talking about like her breaking up 
relationships and things like that that kind of came out at the end for her? Or was it just the Chase Rice thing? Um, at that point, so were they on the date yet with Chase Rice, or was that after this all happened? Um, she had already gone on her Chase Rice date. The That's night right, and then okay, then yeah. they had pictures of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think that. I want to say, yeah, I want to say there was already kind of talk and speculation in like there was the Chase Rice thing and then kind of flowing out of that was her other uh, (laughs) allegations. There was a lot of other things. I felt really bad for her. She had a lot of uh, press going around. But um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff on everybody online at the time. So I mean, myself included, there was everybody had stuff. Mm -hmm. So after doing that and like kind of word vomiting, would you have come back and done that again? (laughs) Because yes, I could see the plus of, no, you wouldn't, but I could see the plus of it because you could kind of control the situation a little bit if Peter was pursuing certain people and and then you had these like smoking guns. But yeah, I I would make sense. I probably would keep my mouth shut too, but yeah, especially hard looking back 2020 or hindsight's 2020. That's the thing. Um, I really should have come back and just like faded into the shadows for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like let the target fall on somebody else. Yeah. Let myself hide away until the drama passed over. Cause at that point, I think the girls, me coming back, him letting me come back, giving me the rose, everybody kind of realized like, okay, they clearly have a strong connection. If he wants her here, she's going to stay. Yeah. They already kind of accepted defeat, I guess, in a way that I wasn't going to go home unless he wanted me to. Uh-huh. So it seems as if the drama would have eventually just blown over. Yeah. <laughs> there's always someone else to go to. It's always <laughs> especially your season. Time. Your season had it was that was a hard season to be a part of, I'm sure, because there was a lot. If I could do it over, would have just come back and been like, I'm so glad to be here. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. After all that experience, would you say like your perception of what it was gonna be like was the same or difference? from actually being a contestant on the show. Totally different. Okay. Totally different. You know, I, I never thought, I don't, I guess nobody does, but I never thought I would be involved in drama because I'm much not a, I'm not a hothead. I don't fight. I don't argue really. I just kind of like, I I stay in my lane as best I can. It may not have Mm -hmm. seemed that way, but I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just never thought that it would go the way it went because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to fall into drama because I'm not a dramatic person in my mind you were dealt a tough hand I would say for sure it was rough yeah and I so I had apologized to Victoria F a million times after the fact and Mm -hmm. one thing I ended up telling her because a lot of people really held that against me as they should it makes sense Mm -hmm. Uh, they're like you know she specifically came back and started gossiping and rumors and talking about other contestants and I'm like with all due respect I didn't mean I didn't think it was a bad thing yeah and I'm like oh shit she dated like this yeah. hot country singer, like, hell yeah, go girl. I didn't think it was a bad thing. It wasn't until I watched it back and realized how hard of a conversation that was for her. Yeah, yeah. That I realized, like, okay, I shouldn't have just assumed it was, like, oops, that was awkward. Yeah. Like, it's not. It's hard to know when you're in it, for sure. Right, exactly. So um, her and I are cool now. We're uh, we're on good terms. But, yeah, during, when it was all happening, I'm like, eh, I yeah. should yeah. I mean, again, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? For sure. Or one more question I have on your season, and this has nothing to do with really anything, but woman tell all, who said the phrase, I think it was Victoria Paul that was like, um, in my medical 
in my personal opinion, as a medical professional, yeah. who said that? What was the the comeback? Was it like, in my medical opinion, you are a esthetician or something? What, what was? Um, it was it was Savannah. So Savannah was one of the girls that I was really really close with on the show. That was incredible. Uh, and she, what did she say? She's like, you're a dermatologist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh that God. was the best moment. I wish they caught it on camera. It was like, someone needs to be like rewarded for that, for that comeback. That was intense. Cause and was she good. wasn't even a dermatologist. Cause that would be, and she was a doctor of dermatology, but she yeah. at the time had posted that she was like working for a dermatologist or something at a dermatologist uh-huh. office. Um, so that's how, like, kind of how that came <laughs> Uh, that was amazing. That was a, my favorite part. That was like the moment that I was like dying laughing. But that whole woman tall was rough to watch for all of you, I'm sure. It, yeah, that was. In- I don't think I have ever said less in my life than I did at that yeah. all. I was just sitting there, quite literally. I was in a corner, and I was just like, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Because <laughs> all you made it through my season are like. I don't know if every season's like this. No, that your your season was special in the intensity that everyone. <laughs> everybody was very very intense. So yeah. I don't want to try to talk because I'm just like, yeah. no, thank you. Asking for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sit in my corner and just listen. Now after the show, you're going to school. Mm-hmm. Don't you have your own company as well? The yeah. freebies at home. Like, what are you up to now? Um, and what do you kind of hope for in the future? Yeah. So I stay really busy. Um, I still work my nine to five. I'm an orthodontic assistant. So I work at a private practice here in town. My mom and I co-own three Bs. So uh, we're actually about to go through kind of a, a relaunch type of thing. We um, So I started the boutique or we started the boutique in like 2019. So hmm. it's still fairly new. We've kind of been working out the kinks and I think we finally understand what's working for us. Mm -hmm. So that keeps us pretty busy. Um, Like I said, I have a dog. I just got my puppy in February. So he keeps me really busy. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. And going to school. So I keep a pretty tight schedule, um, which I like, I like staying busy. I don't, I don't do well, not doing that. There was a, a short period, like a two month period where I took, I guess it's not quit because I'm back, but I had taken a temporary leave of my nine to five and Mm -hmm. going to attempt to do just the boutique, just some social media stuff and school. Like I was just Mm going to focus on those things. Mm -hmm. And I was going crazy because I felt like I had too much time on my hands. Like, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, those things kept me busy, but I needed the, the wake up, go to work. Like this is my schedule type. Well, especially coming from the pageant world of like, this happens this time and then I go here and then I learn this and then I do, yeah, I can, I totally understand that. So yeah, it's good to know what you need. So now that I've gotten a better hold of that, um, right now, kind of the next goals, next steps are the boutique trying to rebrand, get the new inventory that we're thinking of getting and focus a little bit more on advertising that I had somebody DM me earlier this week and they're like, you don't promote your business enough on your account. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess you're right. Like I don't, yeah. I didn't ever want to be that person that was like shoving my business in people's yeah. business. It's like, it's in my bio. I post about it every blue moon. So like people know it exists. Mm. I was like, no, you're right. I should probably promote that a little bit more. Yeah. Use the <laughs> platform, you know? Well, so I need to start. Is it soaps or what is, what is the hope for the future of it? Yeah. So right now we do um, the handmade soaps that are really cute. I'm not even going to take credit for that. My mom is They're like beautiful. creative, uh, 
background to all of that. I'm more of like the the advertising and the marketing side of things. My mom is super, super creative. Mm-hmm. So we have candles, soap, scrubs. We have the little bath, uh, bath bomb things. Um, we're wanting to get into like kind of loungewear stuff is something that I think mm-hmm. do really well. So we're wanting to yeah. make like a cozy brand, like very, yeah. you're cozy and comfortable and you're at home. So it's the three mm-hmm. at home. So we want to get like blankets and loungewear and, um, like dog toys. Cause when you're at home on a cozy night, you have dog yeah. toys. So lots, lots happening on that side of things, but it's, it's exciting. Fun. Yeah. It's fun. Um, how has your dating life been post show? Because you, I think you had a relationship for a little bit. Are yeah. you guys still together? What's no. Um, so yeah, I have had one relationship post show. Uh, we dated for about eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really, really sweet, but dating is a lot harder post show. How do you, how so? I feel like, um, well, for one, if a guy, I don't even know how to word it properly, but guys don't know how to react to the news that you were on a TV show to find love. Like girls are more accepting of it, I think, or they're excited about it. Guys are like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, they don't understand that. I mean, as you know, Bachelor Nation, Bachelor World, it's its different. It's mm-hmm. a big, weird world to be a part of. People don't understand that. And there's always like, if you hang out with another man of Bachelor Nation, y'all are dating. That's yeah. it. You guys are romantically involved. Guys don't, guys you're dating don't seem to get that. Like, you know, that's not the case. You're just hanging out. The fans romanticize everything. Yeah. Uh, so that was hard. That was weird. There would be guys that, um, you know, I'd start talking to or something or like, I don't know. And they would hit on me and I would be like, all right, let's see what happens. But then they would want to ask everything about the show. Yeah. It's either, or it's either like they don't care and they don't get it. Or it's like, they want to know everything. Yes. There was, especially when the show was um, like airing and it just finished airing, there would be guys that would slide into my DMs and I would think we're cute. And so I would start a conversation mm-hmm. and then they would post screenshots like of the conversation. Uh, it was like, yuck. <laughs> Like, oh, she responded and I'm talking to so-and-so. I'm like, don't do that. Like, Yeah, it's embarrassing stuff. <laughs> yes, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so dating was weird and hard and I wasn't like, there was a while where I just didn't want anything to do with anybody. So the guy I ended up dating, seriously, um, I liked him a lot because he didn't watch the show. He knew nothing mm-hmm. about the show. He mm-hmm. saw me very much as Alea. Like we knew each other through friends. So he took more liberty in knowing me that way. I mean, there's there's so much information about all of us online yeah. that it'd be really easy for a guy to get curious and just go Google your name and think they know everything about your whole life. Mm-hmm. So when people don't do that, it's really attractive. It's uh, really yeah. refreshing. Like, thank you for not being weird. Yeah. So yeah, we dated for a while. He was a great guy, real sweet. Um we were doing long distance. He lived up in Dallas, which is like a five or six hour drive from where I live. So that's ultimately kind of why we ended up breaking up is yeah, distance. He, yeah. He was going, starting his career up there. He was hyper-focused on that as he should mm-hmm. be. Um, and both of us just kind of felt like the relationship was just not where it should be or where we wanted it to be. So we decided to call it quits. We're still friends. We still chat, but romantically, I don't see that rekindling. Dating, dating's different post-show. And I feel like you have a different appreciation for certain things. Yeah. Like I really like somebody that doesn't mind keeping their relationship private. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. 
I don't it's kind of nice to have a, the full yeah. side of it, right? Yeah. Like I don't going from a hyper public relationship. It's nice to be able to date somebody and it be like a quiet, intimate, personal yeah. thing, like not a secret, but private. Yeah. It's nice to have that perspective from being post-show because you can kind of figure out like, oh, what am I looking for? What am I not looking for? What works for yeah. me? How do I want to move forward? So it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Anyone that you might be interested in Bachelor Nation-wise, anyone that you find intriguing, maybe from Katie's season or Tasha slash Claire's season, or yeah. maybe you're trying to date um, not on the show. <laughs> I mean, I'm open to going on dates off show. It doesn't have to be Bachelor, guys. But I feel like Katie had a lot of really cute guys on her season. Um, I thought I thought James was really cute. Mm-hmm. He was pretty much like a like a pretty boy. I don't yeah. like you phrase but he is yeah he is <laughs> really handsome um I think Connor seems hilarious like mm-hmm. I like that he's so quirky very you know? quirky yeah um so I think Connor's cute from Claire and Tasha's season I I always thought Noah was really funny and attractive and he yeah. seemed the type of person that life is fun with yeah so I always really was uh curious about him he also kind of got the bad boy edit so I was like hey villain to villain yeah, <laughs> How's it going? yeah you guys have uh, to stick together right villains gotta stick together yeah. I mean hundreds of us but still I don't know I feel like I feel like the guys are all really attractive but it's so much different when you actually meet them like yeah. once you meet the guys in person they're they're all so much more attractive in person than they are on TV. it's wild I know it's weird but TV does something weird to people's faces. <laughs> and, every, and it's so weird because you watch them on TV and like they're everybody in Bachelor World's attractive on the show. Yeah. But then you meet them in person and I'm just, It's a whole other. <laughs> you're attractive, attractive. This is weird. Uh, I was talking. That about is weird. Daddy. I don't know. And maybe you feel the same way. I feel like the guys always look short on TV. Yeah. Which they're all really tall. They're all so tall. So I feel like maybe that's part of it is you see them on TV and I'm like, oh. And they're tall. Yeah. The tall factor is the whole other. <laughs> yeah. The height. I'm just like, oh, you're 6'2 and attractive? Okay. Yeah. It seems like you want someone to just have like a really fun time with. Yeah. Like a life-wise, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I care that more about sense. like somebody that I can be spontaneous with and like have fun life experiences mm-hmm. than like a Casanova that's going to sit here. Yeah say all the right things like that's boring like yeah let's banter a little bit and go on adventures and I'm good I love it well I'm excited to see and follow along and see what happens with you um before you go I always ask like a closing question and I kind of want to ask you this any last piece of advice that you could give anyone listening I guess it's not a mantra but something I always live by is just do it like fuck it just do it with anything like who cares what especially coming off the show and being in the public eye to some degree who cares what other people think like at the end of the day just do what makes you happy do what you want like if I wanted to be a negative Nancy about things I could be like god I'm 26 I should have graduated college by now and I'm a failure because I have it but instead I'm like no I got to do I got to live and do and experience everything in life that I've wanted to so far and I'm still gonna get my degree it's just taking longer which is okay yeah uh Mm-hmm. So I always tell people like, don't, don't take life so seriously. Like you, there, there's a difference between wanting to succeed and be good at things. And then there's damaging your own mental health because you're hyper-focused on being perfect. Like enjoy yeah. life. If something happens, like I stay positive and happy. Cause I'm just like, can I control that situation? I can't. Okay. 
I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. So learn to let go and say, fuck it. Fuck it. I love it. Yeah. And it seems like you definitely have that perspective around you. Even watching on the show, you took all of the nonsense with um, (laughs) a good head on your shoulders and still like had a positive outlook on things in some regard. I know it was hard, but yeah, (laughs) I definitely think you live by that. Love it. Um, Where can everyone find you? Social media, um, your company, all that stuff. So um, my Instagram is at Alea Benavidez. My Twitter is at Benavidez Alea. So just backwards because somebody else took my handle. (laughs) My boutique's linked in my bio. We just changed that. I think it's just at 3Bs at home underscore. Our website is at 3Bs at home. Look us up. Love it. Thank you so much for being here and sharing everything with me. having me. (laughs) We got to chat. I know, me too. I feel like friends now. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're actually friends. We're not the friends of Victoria. He said actually, we're friends. It's like been we're friends. Uh, spoken. It's verbally yeah, confirmed. We're, we're solidifying it as yes. friends. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks, girl. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime this podcast obviously send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on instagram and i'll see you next wednesday